It is time, and look who has joined me on tonight. Introduce yourself. Hi, guys. So my name's Tanisha. Who is you? Tanisha Flowers. Who is you? I'm Tanisha Flowers. She baby mama. And I'm here. <laughs> I mean, it's not the, clearly it's not the first time that I've been here, but it's been a while. Yeah. It's been a long time. Um, it is just necessary. Mm -hmm. I think, like, right now, like in this moment, I need you to copy the link, invite somebody, tag somebody, because I think for part four mm -hmm. of this Cuffin season series, we have a word, y'all. Mm -hmm. We have a word. We so have an illustration. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. So I hope this has been blessing your life. And um, I'm excited. I am too. I think it's going to be good. I'm, yeah. It's, it's going to be good. I'm ready. Yeah. I'm excited. Take a screenshot and tag us. Mm -hmm. Let us know where you are in the world and how this Cuffin Season series is blessing your life. Yes. So we want to get straight to work. We just have one, one scripture for our foundational text. Yes. And it is Proverbs chapter 24. Proverbs chapter 24, verse 27. It says, put your outdoor work in order yes. and get your fields ready mm -hmm. after that. Can I get everybody to drop that in the comment section? After that, in all caps, it means before you do anything else, I need you to put your outdoor work in order. I need you to get your fields ready yes. after that. Yes, yes. After that, after that, build the house. And I think the question that we have to ask ourselves on tonight is, are you so focused on what you want to build mm -hmm. that you're overlooking the disorder of the outdoor work? Man. So, God, we are excited. We are in high expectation of what you're going to do on tonight. Please use us to be your oracles, your PA system, the soundtrack of heaven. Help us to do introspection, O oh God, to search the deep, dark crevices of our heart and any and everything in our life that we need to change. Change us, O oh God, because you are a masterful change technician. Yes, change us for your glory. Make us your billboards in the earth. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody who agrees with that prayer, would you drop in the comment section, amen. 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 Put your outdoor work in order get your fields ready after that mm -hmm. build the house yes i forgot to take out the trash my wife asked me to take out the trash mm -hmm. and i forgot to take out the trash now listen usually um this is like the unspoken gender role in the flower in the flowers household mm -hmm. it is the unspoken gender role in our marriage jerry takes out the trash. It's not like she won't do it. I mean, she will do it. Because I do do it. She will do it. But for the most part, Jerry's the one that takes out the trash, mm -hmm. puts it in the bin, and drives it to the street so that the waste management can come and pick up our trash. But mm -hmm. this one particular time, this one night, I was staying up late. I was excited. I was editing this webisode that we were about to upload on YouTube. We mm -hmm. got a new computer, a new caption card. I had all these new graphics and these new plugins. So I got, like, really in tuned. Well, what I was doing, and I fell asleep, you forgot. and I forgot to take the trash out. Now, listen, let me tell you something I've learned about my sisters, the beautiful women of God. Y'all's memory is phenomenal. Like, just, just the mind of a woman. Don't y'all look at me like that, because I be feeling some type of way. I'm like, how is it you can forget where you put your keys? You forget, you forget where you locked, like, I forgot to lock this door. Okay. Oh, but when it comes to something we did... Or something we didn't do. When it comes to something we said or something we didn't say. Y'all remember every intricate detail, what time it was, where we were at, what outfit I had on, the shoes I had on, the way I had looked like I had an attitude. Y'all remember everything. <laughs> you're right, you're right. And this used to bother me until I really got this, this, this understanding that God has wired the wife. She has been supernaturally wired yeah. to be an elevator to her husband's evolution. Mm -hmm. Did y'all hear what I just said? Yeah. Every wife watching this, future wife, that's what you desire, claim it. Every wife, you are a help meet. God has wired for you to be a help meet, which means my wife is an elevator to my evolution process. Yeah. 
okay? Now, the man who doesn't understand this views his wife, his helper, as just pushing buttons. She's constantly keep pushing your buttons. She keep pushing your buttons. The brother who has a kingdom lens and he understands this, he doesn't view her as one that's just pushing buttons on the keypad. He views it as her activating a command to take you up. Right. This is so good, y'all. How do you view it? It's not just her pushing buttons to agitate you. Could it be activating a command to get you to go up? Mm -mm -mm. God has wired the helper. God has wired the wife to have help meet capacity. She has level up capacity. When a sister walks in the room, she makes things level up. She makes businesses level up, corporations level up, up, communities level up, classrooms level up. However... There is a language that you have to know if you're going to be able to speak and invest in his evolution process. I did a whole series called Try Me, and in one particular segment of this series, I was speaking about the language of a king and the language of a queen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this is important. I'm going to show you kind of like what we did in that particular um, message because the condition of the heart is tied to the condition of your mouth. Right. Did y'all hear what I just said? The condition of your heart is tied to the condition of your mouth. So I can't speak evolution into her if I'm in destruction in my my heart. Mm. She can't help me evolve if she has a heart that hasn't been healed. So what are the type of hearts we have, Ms. Flowers? Okay, so the first heart that we have is the polluted heart. Okay, The polluted heart is the heart that has been through so much trauma, so much pain, so much hurt so much stuff, so much mess that it's just, has all this toxicity inside of it. It's just, it's literally polluted. And and it needs needs a lot, a lot of healing, okay? So we have the polluted heart, okay? The next heart we have is the thirsty heart. Okay, that thirsty heart is somebody that keeps uh, pouring out and then nothing is coming back in, right? So you're pouring out and you're pouring out and you're pouring out, pouring out. So Basically, you're craving for attention. You're craving for someone to love you or you're thirsting for someone uh, to accept you. You're, you're thirsting for validation. That's yeah. the thirsty heart, right? Yeah. And then we have the empty heart. So this empty heart is just like you got holes in you, right? And it's just yeah. everything is just leaking out. Yeah. There's nothing there. Like, I think you've been so damaged that there's just there's yeah. nothing left. Yeah. That, that, that empty heart many times happens when you first had a thirsty heart. Yeah. Okay. So the polluted heart, this is the heart type that conditions you to have an hazardous mouth. Right. Due to what you went through, due to the pain you experienced, due to that breakup, due to that divorce, due to that molestation, due right. to that trauma, that I haven't been intentional about healing. Yeah. My heart is polluted. Yeah. That thirsty heart, these are the type of individuals who, if you're not careful, they're content because they don't know their value. They're content to pour and watch everybody else drink while they're left with an empty cup. Mm-hmm. So how, she's like, you don't want to mess your lipstick up? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so how it looks is, so you can pour for me. Okay. All right. So I'm going to take things from her. I'm going to take her value. I'm going to take everything she has out of I, everything that she has in her life. I'm going to constantly keep taking. I'm going to keep taking. I'm going to keep taking. I'm going to keep taking until eventually her heart that was thirsty transitions into being empty. Why are you empty? Because of all the stuff I gave to them, right. because everything I gave to that church, yeah. because everything I gave to that relationship, wow. because of everything I did in college, because of everything I've done for my parents. And now, literally, you have an empty heart. Like you know how you know you're dealing with an empty heart? Like a person has an empty heart, they appear heartless. And so you're trying to love somebody. You're trying to give your heart to somebody who doesn't have one. Wow. Now, wow. now, now the, the, the broken heart, mm-hmm. it don't matter how much you pour into them. Every time you pour into them, it keeps leaking out. Yeah. Every single time. I didn't mean it like that. I love you. Yeah. I'm here for you. Girl, we got your back. Right. Bro, we here for you. Right. They have a broken heart. Yeah. So every time you pour into them, and then they bleed on people. It don't matter who they deal with, they constantly bleed on people. Yeah. And if you're not careful, you'll be in a relational context. You'll be in a community with a person that you're getting bled on from a cut that you didn't cause. Yep, 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 yep. That, that, that heart that God wants us to have 
is that whole heart. Right. He wants us to have the whole heart because Amen. when you have that whole heart, you could pour into other people, people could pour into you. Please listen, a whole glass can quench your thirst, mm -hmm. but that same glass, if broken, can cut you. I want you to have a whole heart so you can help other people in their wholeness process. Yes, yes. I forgot to take out the trash. Forgot to take out the trash. Now, here's the crazy thing, y'all. Um, waste management did not come to my door, knock and say, hey, bro, you, you forgot to take your trash out. You right. usually put it out, right. you know, every Monday and every Thursday, but you forgot to put your trash out. They didn't knock on my door. Anybody watching this message, has a city or waste management ever knocked on your door and reminded you to take your trash out? <laughs> if you don't put your trash out, they don't take it. Right. And I think God is the same way. A lot of us are wondering why our life is a mess. We're wondering why we're living in waste, why our mind is like this, why our heart is like this. Right. It's because you haven't put the trash out. God will only take the trash that you give to him. Amen. Listen, listen, I have to put it out. If we're talking about the same God who won't force you to be saved, he's the same God who won't force you to release your trash. And I wonder, what trash are you complaining to God about that God is saying, if you would just put it out? If you would just get rid of it, if you would just address what hurt, yeah. if you would have just talk, if you were just to act like this didn't this didn't didn't affect your heart and this doesn't bother you, if you take it out, I'll heal you. But as long as you don't take it out, I'll let your heart keep stinking. Woo. What we want to talk about on tonight, mm. for the time that we have together, is things I wish I knew before I got married. Listen. <laughs> this is for the I do. And this is for the after you did. Okay. <laughs> Things I wish mm -hmm. I knew before I got married. Go ahead. I'm a, I'm okay, so I away. think a lot of people in this world feel like, you know, I, I'm ready to get married. A lot of people may feel like, you know what, I got this. I, you know, th they have their basics. Like, yeah. I have a car. I have a house. I have a career. I'm not crazy. You know, I'm not a bum. Right. Like, the basics, right? right? But... Anybody that has been married knows that it takes so, 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 so much more Talk. than that. To not just have a functional marriage, but to have a long-lasting, thriving, fruitful kingdom marriage. Yeah. You need so much more than those basic things. Like, just like, you know, your basic needs, like food, shelter, and water, right? Mm -hmm. you, those are your basic needs. You can survive off of that, but right. you may not necessarily thrive. Yeah. And I think a lot of people are living their lives just surviving hmm. and not thriving. They, hmm. they, you know, they, mo most people's lives are like that. So I think th it's like a car, right? So a car, you can put gas in it, you know what I'm saying? And you can get the oil changed. Um, but the, the details of the car can be a mess, yeah. right? So the paint could look horrible. You got like blotches here and there. You can have one of your passenger seats missing. <laughs> Both of the doors is broken. Like somebody, somebody's actually had a car like this. You got to jiggle the handle to get in or you got to climb into the window to get into the car. Or you know, you got to jiggle the ignition a couple times to get the car to start. Or you got to put it into neutral and then push it out and then get like, you know, that's how, you know, the details. Now it runs though, it's working. It gets you from point A to point B. But the rest of it, the details look the best. And some of our lives look like that, right? We're living life, but the details of our emotions, of our mental state, of our conversation, of our, uh, of our relationships, the details of our lives, the details of who we are really is a mess. Hmm. It needs a lot of work, but, it, but we're just, and listen, if you're satisfied with that, then fine, but most people should never be satisfied with just surviving, yeah. with just working. You don't want to just be functional. You don't just want to go through life, well, I, I got this, I got my base. You should always want to do more. You should always want to be greater. You should always want to be better. You should yeah. never be satisfied with just where you are. And that's what a lot of people's lives look like. Hmm. And then people want to have this bomb, beautiful, bait up relationship. Talk. You know, you want to have, you know, the moon and the stars and, you know, rockets and, and fireworks going off and you don't have all the details of your life worked out. Mm. So 
I always say, you know, you want to be the best version of yourself that you can possibly be. Yeah. Whether you are planning to get married, whether you're already married, whether it is in your flight plans or not. Right. Always be the best version of yourself that you could possibly be. Yeah. And that should be everybody's pursuit. Right. And I know a lot of women, I'm going to talk to my sisters right now, because I know a lot of women out there that are like, listen, I done worked on every, I done got every self-help book. I didn't been to therapy. I didn't been to about 25,000 conferences. I didn't bought I didn't bought every devotional, read every book, listened to every sermon. I didn't okay, I I, I didn't had enough. Like what else do I have to do? Please. I feel like I've worked on all of this and then I don't see nobody where, where the men at? Where they at, God? Where these kids, where they at though? Cuz I don't see them. Y'all got a cousin, y'all got a nephew, an uncle, a grandpa, <laughs> somebody cuz I don't see them nowhere at all. These kingdom men like, I'm doing all this work on myself. I feel like I'm good. I feel like I've gone through all that. I've, I've dealt with my trauma. I've dealt with my stuff, okay? But I don't see nobody, God. Where they at? Listen, first of all, we say this all the time. Just because you haven't seen a thing, don't, don't doubt the existence of a thing. Right. Second of all, you have never arrived, and there's always work to be done. Yeah. You can have read the, um, the entire Bible all the way through, and God can still give you new revelation yeah. of what is in there. And then third, you don't know what type of knowledge you're getting to be a blessing or a Naomi to some other young lady. Hmm. So everything that you get, everything that, you, that has been given to you, you can use it to either continue to grow up with yourself or to bless somebody else. Yeah. I think there's not enough women out there thinking like, okay, I do have all this knowledge. Yeah. How can I be a Naomi to somebody else? How can I give the wisdom? How can I help some other ladies get this understanding? And then if or when the man of God does come to your life, then you are ready or you're, you're ready to help another sister get where she needs to get. Yeah. So you can never have enough growth. So I want to go ahead and say that. But sisters, I do understand mm -hmm. how you feel. I have been there where you're like, all right, God, well, you know, maybe it ain't going to happen. You, I, I've been there, but I do want to give you that hope to know, listen, if it is in the plans for you, it doesn't matter how long, it doesn't matter how long you've waited or what has happened or how much you prepared, God is going to send it in the right timing. So have hope. A lot of women are losing hope. Like, I feel like I'm doing all this preparation and I'm working on this stuff, but nothing is happening. Or I'm seeing other people getting it and it's not happening for me. Just know that God, God's got you. Yeah. Okay, and if it's, if it's going to happen, it will happen. Use me as a testimony. I, I went through the same type of things. I feel like I was serving God with my whole heart. I feel like I was pursuing him. I knew I had, had, had made mistakes in my past, but I knew my heart wanted what God wanted. And I, and I yeah. just wanted the fruitful relationship that God wanted. And I had gotten hopeless. Yeah. I was ready to be like, you know what? I'm good on this whole marriage thing. I'm just going to be with Jesus. And some of you may feel like that, but just know, still have hope. Don't give up hope. Yeah. If God has it for your life, he's going to send it. But until then, continue to do the work. Yeah. Continue to, to build whatever God wants to build in your life. Continue to walk out those steps. Continue to allow God to order your steps. Don't lose faith because God has got you. So don't yeah. be discouraged. I wanted to just do that really quick. No, it's good because, you know, sometimes we get comments uh, like this is our first um, like relationship series throughout the 2020 calendar year. And um, a lot of people say, I it's hard for me to receive from someone who no longer is where I am. It it's right. hard for married people to try to tell single people certain things. And I, and I agree to a certain extent, but every, every married person used to be single. Right. And, and, and so... What we strive to do is to expound principles that we implemented in our life. And on tonight, what we're going to try to do is if I could go back, if Jerry, if the married Jerry could go back and have a conversation with the single Jerry, what would he say? If the married Tanisha could go back and have a conversation with the single Tanisha, what notes would she give her? What Ooh are some things that, uh, that she would tell herself, this is what you need to do, girl. Stop worrying about that. Stop worrying about this. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like a lot of men, too, because uh, we have a community, Return of Kings, for, for men, too. Some brothers feel as though it's hard to find a difficult wife. I'm like, really, bro? <laughs> a good wife. A good wife. Yeah. Excuse me. And, um, I think it's easy to find a difficult wife. Yeah. So <laughs> they're like, they're like it's, it's, 
it's hard for me to find a kingdom woman. And I'm like, you know, I just, I really haven't encountered that too much. And then as we begin to unpack, there's some outdoor work, bro, that you have to do. Some work. <laughs> um, a lot of work. And there are just some sisters that are like, Lord, these can't be all the men you have. You got to have some more in the back. Yeah. Check the back. This can't like, be all. This is it. This, this is it. This is it, God. <laughs> this is Real, not all sure, sure, the ladies sure. you got. Who you got in the back? When your next shipping? Yeah. <laughs> I'll wait. I'll wait. I've been waiting this long, God. I will wait. <laughs> Keep waiting because, listen, don't ever settle. And that's another word. Don't yeah. settle. Yeah. Okay, don't settle. Keep waiting because God is not going to make you wait long and then give you some trash. Yeah. And I want you to know no season is wasted. Amen. No season is wasted. I'm just learning this system with God. God prepares us in seasons that does not look like what you, that does not look like everything that you dreamed and everything that you've asked God for. He'll place you in a season that looks like he's not answering your prayer. But from this particular text, I'm seeing that God's method is I have to get you to first work on the outdoor work. Amen. I have to get you to first put your fields in order. Mm -hmm. Then we can build on the house. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. God is a type of God where he tells you in the wilderness when you have wells that you did not dig. Right. When, when you have vineyards that you did not plant. We see nothing but desert, cactuses, rattlesnakes, and sand. And you talking about when you have grapes that you did not plant. Mm. <laughs> because God is like, listen, you're right here. But you're not staying right here. And I wonder, have we gotten so conditioned to the pasture that we have started making ourselves have a pasture preference? Right. You've started to adapt to the pasture when you have oil for the palace. Mm -hmm. And so he said, okay, focus on the outdoor work. Focus on that before you try to build. And so I think a lot of times this is what it looks like. I have all of this trash in my life. I have all this waste in my life. Get yours, too, because you got trash, too. Making me look trash. like I got a mess. You sure? You sure I got trash? We got all this trash. We. All this mess. I got anxiety. I have a porn addiction. You got anger issues. I got anger issues. I have all this stuff, and I'm asking God, God, when? And so we're going to try to build a house. So what we try to do is we try to oh, put this stuff together like, okay, I'm going to try to. Man, I didn't Hold mean for on. that to Wait come over minute. here. Hold on. You need to put this over here. Put it over here. I don't know. I want, I, want, I want to put mine right here. You need to put it. See, that's the problem. I'm trying to help, and you what don't you listen. What do you mean it's the problem? You build, your, yours, you build yours right, like fine. you want to build yours. See, that's the I'm problem. I can, like I, can I, never, build I can never talk. I can never help. You're always taking See, stuff the wrong you, way. Why you say always? Because it's not always. It's sometimes. You, okay. All right. You remember last week when I was trying to help you what you said? Every single time. This is the problem. Every single time I try to help you, you always point oh, out so what I did. so now I'm the problem. See? So now I'm the problem? Really? Exactly what I'm talking about. You handle about. yours and then over you there. Want, and, then, and then you wonder you why see, I stopped talking. I can't, even, I can't even build my house. I can't even build my house. See, that's why you look, look that's why you dropping stuff. That's well, you ain't problem. even pick up your stuff. What about your I mess? Can't, I can't pick You ain't letting me pick up my stuff. Just let me handle mine and you handle yours. See, this is why. I can't. You not even let me. I can't see, even stop. I can't even stop. Now, if I leave, you're going to be wondering, why you leave? Don't leave. You know exactly what? what I'm talking about. Really? That's, that was unnecessary. Just well, build unnecessary. yours over there. You, you just I'm keep talking. Stop talking and build. And I wonder how many of us are trying to build things, <laughs> but your trash is affecting your building ability. God is trying to build you character. He's trying to build you faith, but you can't. As long as you're holding on to the attitude, I feel like I'm coming for somebody's neck and esophagus. As long as you're holding on to that petty as long as you haven't forgive what your mama said, mm. as long as you haven't forgave what your ex-husband did, as long as you haven't forgave them, even though you're trying to build, you could never do it because I haven't dealt with my outdoor work. And can I say this? Go ahead. Uh, ladies, have you ever feel, felt like you the one building, right? But he the one that's always knocking stuff down. <laughs> like I'm the one, you the spo you're supposed to be the one, I'm the helper. I'm helping. You're the builder, sir. I'm the one that's supposed to help. But I, I'm over here building stuff, building stuff, and then, and then you constantly knocking stuff down. That's the problem. That's the whole problem. Have you ever felt like a mechanic? Like you just keep on repairing stuff? See, this, this is how I believe God wants it to look. So let's put down the trash. We took our trash out. If you could be a whole individual, I've dealt with my outdoor work. 
I've dealt with the things that God told me to deal with. I have a prayer life. I'm fasting. I'm seeking the Lord. I'm constantly praying for my wife. I'm praying over my children. This mine. See, yours okay, over there. that's fine. Then maybe I could build something that we could stand in together. But as long as you don't deal with your outdoor work, as long as you don't deal with what happened, as long as that secret you have, you're not talking about it, as long as you're still crying at night by yourself and not addressing it, as long as you're trying to hide what happened, you can't build something. But God wants you to be able to build something so that both of you could stand in it together. And so now, come here. Come here. She wanted perfect. I want I to I make sure I have to be perfect. Come on. Yeah. We built it together. Now, right here. Get us tight. Hold my hand. Now, we can stand in something. We can stand in purpose. We can stand in covenant. Amen. We can stand in agreement. We can stand in prayer. Because everything in my life that I'm aware of, now, I'm going to be real with you. When you get somebody, you're going to discover stuff in you you never knew was there. Well, Lord. <laughs> Marriage doesn't heal. Marriage doesn't cure. It exposes. Come on. You don't know how selfish you are until you have to do life with a person. What? You don't know how prideful you are until you have to do life with a person. Mm -hmm. But at least to the best of my capability. If I'm intentional with taking my waist out yes. and saying, God, take this. Take the trash, Lord. Take this trash, then maybe we could stand in something. Because you don't want to be standing and living in a bunch of trash. That's good. You know, like, who wants to live in trash? Yeah. And, and that's how a lot of our lives look. Yeah. And then we want, we, and then we're wondering, like, oh, why I can't find a woman? Oh, yeah. why, 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 is, why is everything that I try, it's not successful, it's not working? Because you're not dealing with the stuff that needs to be dealt with so you can be thriving and be <laughs> fruitful and be prosperous. You can't live in a bunch of trash and expect, you know, to have this beautiful Ephesus. You can't yeah. do that. Yeah. You know, and, and a lot of our emotions, our minds, and, 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 and ladies, I'll speak to us, our minds, our emotions are cluttered with a bunch of stuff. Mm. And we will never be able to help a man build anything. Yeah. If we don't deal with it, it's going to be it's going to be much more difficult. Yeah. It's going to create much more obstacles. Yeah. It's going to it's going to provide and create much more problems in any relationship. If you have all of your stuff and all of your trash and then yeah. you expect to help build some some empire or some some ministry or some yeah. purpose or some platform with yeah. with with a with a husband, yeah. it's going to be really hard. Yeah. And we speak, you know, we speak from uh, our own experiences. Like, yeah. we, there's some things you don't find out till you get in that thing, okay? Yeah. Like, but I think it's extremely possible for you to deal with a lot of your issues before you get married. Because when you get married, it does not disappear. Yeah. Those problems don't disappear when you yeah. get married. They get magnified. Ooh. They get magnified. There's, big, there's a big old magnifying glass that gets put over the issue Ooh. Once you get married, it does not disappear. And, and what I think we have to know, like if she's in this, you stay right here. Okay. If she's working on herself, she still got trash. But it's not adding destruction to her life, right? The problem exists when we begin to overlook our trash mm -hmm. and begin to want God to send something. So now me and her are going on a date, right? So now invite me in your house. Come on in. Uh, hey, what's up, bro? Oh, 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 excuse oh, me. Okay. Oh, all right. Oh. Excuse me. Knocked, all my, knocked my house down. But you wanted a man, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> you wanted the boot thing. It's yeah. cuffing season. Yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah what I'm you got up in I'm here? Lo I'm lonely, you know. What you got up in here? This is nice. You know, wait, hold on now. You're going to knock something over. You go, or you're going to make me knock something over. Hold on, wait. Stop. And it's so now, look not, at this. The foundation is about to, it's getting rocky. Look, look. Now, your life is in a mess. Because I, try, I tried to invite somebody without first dealing with my mess. See, look, you have to be so content when you're like, right now I'm good. Right. How about right now my heart is under construction? Right. Can we get somebody to drop that comment right now in this season under construction? Under construction. It's okay. There's still some stuff that I have to build. There's still some stuff I have to heal from. I'm going to pick it up, though. If somebody comes, it's okay. Right now my heart is closed. Office hours, are, we are closed. 
We are on under construction right now. God is wrecking some stuff, and he is building some stuff because right now I need to heal. Yes. Right now I need to become. Right. And a lot of us are thinking, man, if I would have did this, and man, if I would have did that. Sometimes it's not that they left you. It's that God is protecting you. That is not rejection. It's redirection. Right. The very person that you thought was bathed, the very person that you thought was going to be a part of your future, they were messing up your future. Yes. And so God will wreck your plans before your plans will wreck you. Come this on. is not conducive for your chapter 20. I know it's good in chapter 14, but you don't know what I'm going to need you to do in chapter 17, so they have to go. This is why it's dangerous to say, I want somebody who will be there with me if I hit rock bottom. Rock bottom. What if they can only handle your rock bottom, but they can't handle your level up? Yeah, right. So I have to be able to trust God's removal in every season. The enemy tries to send us trauma, and what is trauma? Trauma is hell's attempt to put a bookmark in our story. And I have to recognize there's some stuff that, 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 that's outside. Proverbs says, listen, worry about the outdoor work. Get your field ready. Then build the house. And I think a lot of us are so focused on what we want to build. See, some of us say, we're not together. We building. Y'all not building. Y'all distracting. Yeah. <laughs> now, nah, I'm talking we building. Y'all not building. You distracted. Right. Because ever since he or she have arrived, ever since you joined this community, it has stopped God's process of putting you under construction. So um, we have some points we want to share with you, and we want to get out your way. Right. First thing, um, if there's one thing I wish I knew before I got married, it is feelings buried alive don't die. Touch on that. Please touch okay. on that. So Move this for y'all basically, what, what, I, what I said earlier, like anything that you dealt with before, it's not going to just magically disappear hmm. because you say I do. <laughs> okay. So if you had a lust issue before, we say all the time, marriage does not cure lust. Okay. Lust is like a monster and lust manifests in so many different ways. Hmm. So just because you get married doesn't mean that your lust problem goes away. If you have a lust issue, that's something that needs to be, like, killed. That, that's just like a lion, like, you need to starve it. If you want to kill it, if, you, if you're in a room with a lion and you, can't, you have no defenses, you, you have to just starve it. If you have nothing strong enough to kill it, you have to starve it. You have to kill it. Yeah. You cannot uh, play with it. Okay, and just because you get married, like, oh, I, I, all my lust has is, is just gone away magically. Mm -mm. No, that doesn't happen. And a lot of people, a lot of men and women, they have problems in their marriage. Yeah. Their infidelity in marriage because, okay, this man who's been sexing these women all, you know, for 15, 20 years, now he gonna magically turn off all them feelings because he got one woman? Huh. That doesn't happen. And that's why we have all of these problems in marriage. And like I said, infidelity. So you deal with those problems before marriage. But here's yeah. the thing. If you don't realize that you need to address those issues before, how do you know that you need to address the issues? And I think that's a problem with a lot of people, not necessarily in the church, but just in general. Yeah. Like, how do I know that I'm supposed to even address these issues if nobody's ever told me, hey, address these issues? And yeah. that's why the church has to stop, you know, lying to people and tell people the truth. Like, you cannot... Think you're just going to, everything's going to be cured. Your loneliness is gonna, not going to be cured. If you had a lonely problem, just because you get married, you're, you're still going to have issues with being lonely. Yeah. You are. Like, yeah. having him does not take away all my loneliness because he is not my everything. He's not my source. He doesn't, like, he does not complete me. And I think that's something that Hollywood or the world has just, They've lied to people. Disney, that, all, of, that, all of that stuff. You lied. Oh, I'm complete now. That Jerry you, Maguire You scene. complete me. You remember that? Yes, that I remember. You, you com complete me. No, nah, bro. Only person that completes you is no, Jesus. No, it doesn't cure anything. It doesn't cure lust. It doesn't cure loneliness. Yeah. It doesn't take away your feelings of insecurity. Yeah. It, doesn't, it doesn't cure low self-esteem. All of that actually get ex get, gets exposed all the more. Yeah, if you have an addiction of some sort... It gets real, real, because you can hide up stuff really good. Yeah. You really can. During this, for a long time, you can cover things up, but when you start living with someone every day, you start seeing that stuff. 
And if it's not dealt with before marriage, oh, it's going to destroy it from the inside out. Yeah. And so you, you, marriage is not going to fix something. Marriage is not going to fix him. If he, listen, listen, ladies, marriage is not going to make him be faithful to you. Marriage is not going to make him want you. Marriage is not going to make him love you. Having his Having baby. his children. Yeah. And, and okay, we're going to get married. You got my kids. That's going to change. It's not going to change him. He is going to have to change himself. God is going to have, he's going to have to allow God to change him yeah. in order to be suitable enough of a man to lead you. And like that, marriage, people think that marriage is the end all be all fix all. And, 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 it's, and it's not. I think too that also a lot of brothers, we don't even know what leadership looks like right. because we never came from a house where there was a man leading. Right. Okay. So one of the things I remember telling a, a group of college students, we were talking about purity and I was like, purity is not just not having sex. It's, it's being able to turn down eating the king's meat. And we were talking about Daniel. Yeah. Daniel and his boys like, listen, y'all eat that for 10 days. We're just going to eat fruit and vegetables That's how, and give us water. And then you compare us to them, and then you make, the, you make the, decide, the decision on who looks better. We have to be able to recognize it's turning down the volume of our flesh. Right. And I'm going to be real. If you have been saying, I do to every lustful craving, just because you say, I do at the altar, doesn't mean you no longer do those things. A lot of men have been classically conditioned to multiple women, and this is why, this is why certain individuals, keyword certain, this is why certain individuals in marriage, they struggle with erectile dysfunction. It's not because you have a blocked artery or anything like that. Your mind has been conditioned to woman, then a different woman, and 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 now that you have the same woman for the rest of your life, your body's not responding because in your single you trained it how to be a whore you trained it how to knock down this woman how to have sex with this woman yeah. and so the outdoor work is recognizing this won't work in marriage yeah. this won't work in marriage and then I have to be pure it's amazing how is it you want a woman to submit to you you want to implement that that biblical principle submit you want to implement that biblical principle of leadership okay. what about implementing the, the principle of no fornication come on submit to that <laughs> right right so we want to pick and choose what part you supposed to listen I'm trying to do this but then you'll still take her to the bedroom we can't be selective. Okay, y'all don't want to talk. You can't be selective. Now, listen, listen. Um, get your bag. Just put your mic right here so it won't fall right here. So when we say feelings buried alive won't die, just one. Just one. Feelings buried alive won't die. So if I have all this trash, all this mess I haven't addressed in my life, she has all this mess that she hasn't addressed in her life. Now let's try to become one. Can you hug me? I'm like, the only way we could become one is if our trash becomes one too. The only way we could kind of work is if our trash is in here too. But really, this is limiting my intimacy. This is limiting my closeness. Mm -hmm. This is limiting my heart opening up to her. This is limiting how much I really could know her. This is limiting how I could really experience her vulnerabilities and her to experience mine. Why? Because this is in the way. This is in the way. And if there's one thing that I wish... I knew before I got married, it would be feelings buried alive don't die. Number two. Number two is the importance of fasting. Talk about that. Now, fasting is meant to, like, deny your flesh. Like, turn, we say turn down the volume of your flesh, right? Right. Strengthen your no, Right. right? You're strengthening your no to hear from God, to get something from God, to cleanse yourself of something, yeah. to, to, to get at a better place spiritually. That's the purpose of fasting. Good. It's really a continual practice, and that's why we say Christians, we are supposed to have a lifestyle of fasting because we have, we're supposed to have a lifestyle of sacrifice, a lifestyle of denying our flesh and saying no you know, to the things that our, our flesh is craving. And so I wish I knew this more, I'll say personally, because you are going to do a lot of denial hmm. of yourself when you get married. Yeah. You're going to have to if say a lot. A if you want a good marriage, you're going to have to say a lot of your, your, the volume of your no, mm-hmm. because you're going to want to, you're going to want to say some things and do some things and go off on some stuff and be a certain way, but fasting conditions your flesh to say no 
Hmm. You know, to deny yourself and to basically to deny what you want, your way, having it your way. Hmm. Because there's no way that you're going to have a fruitful, long-lasting, like I said, purpose-filled kingdom marriage having it your way. Right. Right. Ever. You can, you can, it will not work. Yeah. It will not work. So fasting conditions you to say, this is not my way. I'm, I am not my own. I am not, this life is not about me. Yeah. What, I, what I do is not about me. My purpose, my walk, my life, how I live, how I talk, how I dress. It's not about me. Yeah. So when you get married, this marriage is not just about me. What we do is not just, the decisions are not just going to benefit me. That's so good. You know, the, what, what we li- how we live, what we do, how we raise it, it's not just about me. It's about us. Like, we're, 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 we're doing this together. So when you condition your body and your mind to say no to what you want, hmm. it prepares you all the more to, because you're going to have to do it a lot. I, I don't think that I can explain how much being married I've had to turn down myself. Yeah. It is a daily, hourly thing sometimes. Yeah, it's, 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 Denying what I want or the way things, the way, the, doing the things the way I want to do it. Yeah. In order for us to be one and on the same page. It's a death to self. Okay? It's a death to self. If Jerry could go back to a 21, 22-year-old Jerry, I would say, hey, bro. Fast. Fast more. All the time. Get your lifestyle mm-hmm. in a regimen of self-denial. Yep. You want to callous your heart mm-hmm. to doing things your way. Right. Because when you have a daughter, when you have a son... And when you have a wife, yeah. and for a particular season, you have to deny yourself. You can't do the things that you want. You're used to this. So when I, when I get married, I'm used to not always doing what I want. Right. I'm used to when I'm tired, I push myself another mile. Right. I'm used to when I want to fold, I continue to fast for five more days. Right. I'm used to deliberately suffering. Yeah. A lot of times, the reason marital problems become huge problems is because you always had your way when you were single. Yeah. You always had your way. This is why some, this is why some people don't want to get married. I know what way I like things. I like my house the way I like it. I, I like be. my thing. I like my I car. I don't want to like change. This. I don't want to change. A lot I don't of people don't want to change. Then stay unmarried. It's okay. You. <laughs> you don't have to get married. You don't have to. Like, for real. That's not a problem. There are certain people you don't even, like, want to get married. It's not in your ministry. Don't allow the culture to That's make okay. you think that you're gay because you don't want somebody. Yeah, or that Did you're you lacking hear what I just something. Said? Right. Don't make the Something's culture wrong think. With you. Don't let the culture make you think that you're lacking something or you're gay because you don't want to be in a relational right. context and you like things the way. That's you. Right. That's good. Right. That's fine. If you like the things that you do, God probably wired you to be a missionary. God probably wired you to be an evangelist. That's all right. Paul was like, listen, I wish y'all were like me. Listen. I wish y'all were like me. But most of y'all are not. The, the unmarried, the married people, they're worried about carnal things, right. fleshy things. Right. Me, I don't have to worry about nothing. Right. If that's you, then stop trying to allow culture to make you think you have to have marriage. You don't if you don't want to. Yeah. God probably has another work for you. Yeah. I firmly believe marriage is a ministry and everybody's not called to it. Right. But if you are called to it, right. you're going to have to get used to dying. Yes. Like and then, every day. And then, and then on top of that, you have to understand that marriage is not an upgrade. It's not. I think for far too long, the church has made it seem like if you do this and then if you do this, marriage is not an upgrade. Right. It is a mission. Right. God recognized for your assignment, for his assignment, y'all have to come together. It's a calling. Right. Right. It's a calling and everybody's not called to it. Right. I am not called to certain ministries in the church and I am okay with that. Right. I am not called to do certain things. Certain people are not like, that's not, I've said to people before, this is not your ministry. You know, in certain things in the church, you know what? I think that you'd be better serving in this capacity at the church. And, I, and, 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 and that's the same thing with, with marriage. It doesn't have to be your ministry. It is a beautiful thing when it's kingdom and you're pursuing purpose. Let us not confuse that. But it's not what everybody, you know, it's not what the world or what uh, the, the, the culture. media culture uh, has meant. No, it's, there's so much self-denial yeah. that, you have, that has to happen in order for it to work. Yeah. In order for it to work. Like, there has to be two dead individuals yeah. in order for your marriage to live. How it, how it becomes suffering is when one person is living and the other one's dying. Right. 
That's when it hurts. Love your wife like Christ of the church and gave himself up. That's death. That's death. So he's like, listen, the way I'm doing this, this is how kings love. <laughs> so if, if, if you want a queen, this is how we love. Constant death. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27, listen to what Paul says. He says, listen, but I discipline my body and bring it into subjection, lest when I have preached to others, I myself should be disqualified. Mm-hmm. So anybody watching this, maybe the reason your marriage is on life support is because you're living too much. And anybody who desires marriage, probably fast a little more so that you can get used to self-denial. Third thing I wish I knew before I got married is address the trash. Like this type of teaching is good because it lets you, what is the outdoor work that I need to put my hands to? Right. Thanksgiving's coming up. This is a wonderful time for you to observe what is a bloodline waste management that we all have. Right. What is an outdoor work I see that we all have to engage in? Because if I don't know where the trash is, I won't know where to clean up. Because this is what will end up happening. Get your bag, Tanisha. What will end up happening, if I don't address my trash, I'll give her my trash. Mm. And so now I'm putting all my trash and making your life harder, taking your sleep, giving you insomnia, giving you stress, giving you heartache, giving you pain, giving you all of this type of trauma in your life. Because I haven't addressed mine. And I'm blaming her for how she's handling me. When the truth is, I haven't dealt with this. Fourth thing about things I wish I knew I got married. Things I wish I knew before I got married. Marriage is not a cure. I think we kind of already touched that. So we can kind of breeze on past that. But you want to say something? No, go ahead. Number Um, five. But I I do want us to um, see this one scripture in Lamentations verse 3. When the last time you heard your pastor turn, say turn there. Lamentations verse 3, verse 40. It says, let us search out and examine our ways yes. and turn back to the Lord. Yeah. Stop worrying about him. Stop worrying about them. Stop worrying about next. Yeah. Maybe the reason God isn't talking to you about what's next is because you're not maximizing what's now. Right. Like examine yourself. Like that, that, That's why I said earlier, be the best version of, of yourself that you can be. So take the time to see what what is about me. Like some people, like I said at the beginning, they think I'm good. Like I'm a catch. I'm yeah. a good woman. I'm a good dude. Like I, I, I got this and this and this and this and this going on. Great. You may have some wonderful qualities. You may have some wonderful things to bring to the table. However, I bet if you just take the time to search yourself and examine yourself, mm-hmm. you're going to find some things that could really mess up a, a, a potential relationship or marriage. Yeah. But you have to be able to take the time and look yourself in the mirror and explore those things. I think most people don't want to take the time to, to do that self-improvement because yeah. they get so used to like the, the, the day-to-day life yeah. uh, and, and the regimen of doing things. Or yeah. they, they don't want to... Uh, they're so caught up with, you know, the, the relationship, like the lovey-dovey yeah. aspect, or I want to be with somebody, or I want, you know, this image, or I want, you know, to have, you know, to have this look, like yeah. I want to, to have, attain this thing, this marriage, that you don't take the time to set, to stop and say, okay, I got to deal with some stuff. You know, I, I may be a little selfish. I may be a little narcissistic. I may have an anger issue. I may have a bad attitude. I may be, you know, you know, I may have an anger problem. You know, I may be a little bit messy. I may, you know, I may overspend. Like, I mean, dealing with those, like examining yourself. Mm-hmm. I mean, as Christians, we're supposed to be doing that on the regular, examining ourselves. But when we don't take the time and we're just running, like I said, with that car, we're just, we're just, our, we're functioning mechanically. We're working. You know, it works. But you're not addressing all of the details of your life, of your mind, of your emotions, of your innermost parts. Then you're never being the best version of yourself, first of all, for God. Yeah. You know, and then we can't, I can't, if I'm not who I need to be for God, there's no way I can be who I need to be for him or my children. There's no possible way. So you should do it just because I love God. I want to be the best I can be for you. And then if and when you send whomever you have for my life, then I can be that, that, all that, you know, and then some. I can be, because I'm I'm already in practice doing it. Yeah. So. And if you're blinded to it, uh, the word lets us know wounds from a friend can be trusted. Why don't you ask a person that's your real close friend, what are some areas in me that you think I need to unpack and I need to take out of my trash? 
because it's become my personality. And here's the thing, when they tell you the truth, girl, you lie. Right. You, you lie so much. Right. You're like, when have I lied? That last post, I just got the phone with you and you happy and you posting like this, best day ever. You lie. You're a liar. You care what people think. Right. Be able to understand wounds from a friend can be trusted because they're not trying to hurt you. They're trying to help you heal. And don't be denial. So, don't be in right. denial about it. Don't so, when somebody tell you that, be yeah. believe them. Some of us are so sensitive that we never can become. Right. And you get offended so you never could be clean. Exactly. Um, the knowledge of a unified front, I definitely wish we probably would have tapped on that more yeah. it's no longer me my and i but it's we us and our right and even when it comes to in-laws you'd be surprised how many people are suffering in marriages because of in-laws yeah. don't say well you know what well, my husband said well you, well you know my wife said they are now going to have a picture right of how you just painted them to be right it's well you know we think right Right. Even if I don't really agree at this particular time, we praise each other in public, but we're going to deal with it in private. Right. Okay? So yeah. I, don't, I don't have to let, well, you know, this is because your parents are always going to take your side. For the most part, parents are always going to forgive you first. They're going to, you know, look over an offense you did because you're their child. Yeah. But you tell them what your wife did or your they husband gonna, did. They're going to remember it the next year and the next year and five years ago. Well, ten years ago, I remember, you know, and the husband and wife are for have forgiven each other, you know? Right. And I can say, honestly, personally, the knowledge of the unified front definitely was not something, like, I knew, like, mm -hmm. hey, you know, we're in this together. Yeah. You know, we're, there's, there's, there's certain things that I understood, but because I didn't see a functional marriage in my household, I didn't, I didn't realize the, the magnitude mm -hmm. of being one and being a unified front in everything. Yeah. Like it's 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 really major. Mm -hmm. Like and I see I saw that when I married him. I saw that in his parents. How when when his mother and his father make a decision, there is nothing mm -hmm. really that he or his sister or anybody can say. Yeah. You know, like like they're gonna have each. They're on the same page. Mm -hmm. They are unified. They are one. Mm -hmm. And it's such a powerful thing um, that. Most people don't realize, like, okay, yeah, we're on the same page, but I'm going to do it this way and you do it this way. No, like, the, the power that you present to the world and to your children mm -hmm. of one is really a great replica of what Christ is and his church. Like, yeah. the power of the, of the unified between a husband and a wife. Like, since marriage is already that, that replica of Christ and his church, the, bride and the, uh, the bridegroom and the bride of Christ. Yeah. When you see that unified front, like I think about when we raise our children and how he and I being on the same page and nothing penetrating that, like, okay, I know that's how you feel, but we, that, I mean, it makes it even more powerful that we are one. Like we, we have the same mind, like, like God and, you know, they have the same mind, you know, God, the father, God, the son, they're all on the same, they're all one. And that's how kind of we're supposed to be in marriage. We are one and nothing, no force. No entity, nothing, no in-laws, no children, nothing can, can get in between this. That's really what God designed. Yeah. And I don't feel like I, I knew that yeah. before I got married. There was and, a misconception. And if you guys haven't agreed, don't project that broken front to the world yet. Right, right. Just we'll get back to y'all. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Because you don't want to be able to present yourself to people as though they're the problem, I'm not. Right. Unify front. Right. We, us, and our. Yeah. Last two, and we're done. I want to go first, and I want you to go, and then we're finished. Okay. Um, if there's something I could have learned, I would have learned to listen more. If I could go back to the single, Jerry, you need to listen more, because when you get married, your evolution is tied to listening to your helper. Not viewing her as a nag. She's nagging me, but listen Listen to what she is. That's the number one complaint that I get in marriage counseling from a lot of couples. He doesn't listen. listen. Yeah. If you could just listen, just listen. Then ladies, also, when he talks, let him finish. <laughs> let him finish because sometimes we're not as um, detailed with our words, and sometimes it does take us time to conjure up what we're going to say. Right. And then for certain brothers, we have vaulted hearts. We've gone through a lot, and I don't want to be vulnerable because I have to eliminate this mindset of macho masculinity. So for me to tell you I'm scared took a lot for me. Boy, what you talking about? You scared. Close that vault back up. 
So when he does speak, be able to let him finish. Go ahead. Okay, Last the next one, one is um, let, letting a man lead. Okay. Why you had so, to pause and because smile like that? <laughs> we, we're, we're, we're in the society where men are like bosses, right? Like they are like got everything going on. Mm. And listen, they got it all like letting you lead. I mean, I can lead, sir. I, I mean, if you need me to, I got this. You know, and so a lot of women have that person of all ages have this like, I really can do this. I really don't need you. But, you know, I may allow you, I may allow you to do it. it. And so I think it's really important. And I know for me, being single, having my own, having my own job, having my own, you know, I, some, you know, I think it's very seldom like back in the day where, you know, you, you're in your parents' house, you go straight from your parents' house to the husband's house. That don't happen no more. I mean, women are getting, you know, they're getting multiple degrees. They are, they're traveling the world. They are buying houses. They are establishing their credit. They are running businesses. They are doing everything. And then I got to let this man come in my house and my life and lead me. Because I've been leading my life real well, sir. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so it is difficult for a lot of women to do that. But that's not, this is biblical. Like letting a man lead and, and, and understanding that leading isn't like ordering you around and telling you what to do. Yeah. You know, leading is like this man was put in your life as a covering in multiple areas. Yeah. Okay, spiritually, he protects you. Okay, and he does lead you because sometimes we need some, you know, we need some leading. We do. We, 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 men need help. And men, women need to be led. They need a covering. They need a head. Because if you're single, your, your head and your covering is God. And then, you know, or your father, if he is alive. And when you get married, he's your head. So allowing him to do that and not throwing things in his face or not, you know, belittling him or making him feel like, I really can do this without you, sir. Like, I am allowing you to do this. That is so dysfunctional in so many ways and so many levels. And a lot of women, it, it, it will be difficult for you to come back to that place. Like, I, I, I make more money than you or I make a really a lot of money and I'll have to share it with you. So you're telling me that you can tell me what to do with my money because I was making this money before I met you. You know, stuff like that. Women deal with that, especially in this day and age. Yeah. And you have to, to come. And that's something that you got to work on. If you want to get married and have a functional marriage, no man is going to be like, one, one, no man is going to want to be like, uh, okay, well, I'm going to do this with my money. You, you're not telling me what, this is my money. No man is going to be able to lead um, confidently yeah. when he has a wife that, is, that just wants to make her own decisions all the time. Like, you're, you are, back to that unified front thing, yeah. you are unified front, yes. You make decisions together, yes. Your teammates, yes. You do this as one, yes. But at the end of the day, he is still the leader. Yeah. And so... And God says that. Yeah. And so I think to be fair with that, he has to learn how to be led first. Right. It's dangerous when you're in a covenant and your husband is not being led. And so I know uh, probably next week we're gonna, I'm going to touch on how to lead because there's so many things taught about, be the head, did, 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 but what does that look like? Give me right. some biblical accuracy. Give me some tangibles. Give me some handles so as a man I could know what leadership looks like. And then also as a woman um, to be able to identify how to help because ultimately, come back, ultimately the goal is for us to be able to, come here, we got some room, to stand together in something that God has built, and he is our head. Right. He is our head. I'm not the roof over her head. God is our head. And I recognize as a man, I will fail if I'm not following you. It makes it easier for her to trust me when she knows she has a man that trusts him. And how do I get to a place to recognize that if I don't pray, I'm arrogant. The man who does not pray is arrogant because you're saying, I got this. I'm good. I don't need your help. I don't need your intervention. But the man who prays, 
and the woman who prays. And we ask God to help us deal with the outdoor work by his grace and by his power and his wisdom, we'll be able to build a house where we can stand in together. So God, we pray more than anything, help us to be able to take this word and to look at the outdoor work and get that in order, get the fields in order. After that, help us to be able to build whatever it is that you want us to build. We don't want to be individuals, God, that are so caught up with others that we're not caught up with ourselves. Examine ourselves. Help us to do self-introspection. It is not your will, God, that we live life discouraged, depressed, and oppressed. So any waste in our heart, God, give us the understanding so that we can take that out so that you can take it. Because you will let us live on whatever level we settle for. And we refuse to die in the wilderness when you've called us to a promised land. Give us the strength and give us the wisdom to follow you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.